You're listening to Dental Talk from VivaLearning.com. Thanks for joining us for this Viva podcast. Today we'll be discussing bulk fill direct filling materials and why all restorative dentists should consider having them in their office. Our guest is Dr. Sam Simos, a nationally recognized key opinion leader in cosmetic and restorative dentistry. He lectures around the country and writes articles in professional publications on the use of innovative dental techniques and materials. Dr. Simos, it's a pleasure to have you back on the show. Oh, it's great to be here, Phil. I really appreciate it. Yeah, and for those who have uh, missed or haven't tapped in yet to previous podcasts by Dr. Simos, there's a really, uh, actually, there's several really good ones. Um, the last one we did was on resin cements. And, you know, a lot of people are, are confused about different kinds of cements, uh, whether it's a self-adhesive resin cement or a non-self-adhesive resin cement. Why would you ever want to consider a non-self-adhesive? Well, Dr. Simos explains it very well. Um, and in 15 minutes, it's probably worth tapping into to get an idea of what he's doing in his office with the experience that he has. It's uh, certainly good to listen to. Today, we're going to be talking about bulk fills, which are very popular now. And in my introduction, I mentioned why would a dentist not want to have that in their office? Well, some don't, but a lot do. So my question to you, Dr. Simos, to begin is why don't more clinicians use bulk fill composites? It is a mystery to me. And I think well, from what I've learned um, going around to different different lectures and, and, and around the country is that there are most clinicians are afraid of the very thing that this material was developed for, and that is that they'll get uncured resin if they fill it up too much. And, and so the other thing is is that they they feel like they just won't with these bulk filling materials. They most clinicians that don't use bulk fill. Um, think that they won't get the material into the, you know, the interproximal corners and and um, the the cable surface um, area of the of the preparation and 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 really that's that's what it was developed to that's what these materials were developed to do. Uh, some materials are better than others, but there are so many bulk fill materials out there that the clinician, if you're not using this material, you should give it a, a, a go because they really save a lot of chair time and. Uh, when done properly, they reduce the stress, the cuspal stress. Um, they, you know, they save chair time. They, uh, they, they conform to the, to the, to the, you know, miles and miles of cable surface margin in the crown. And so it's just a, it's just a really great technique to use uh, when you're doing a class two um, or, you know, restoration. Bulk fills in general have a, a certain definition, right? Is it a material, a composite restorative material that can be added in increments of four millimeters? Now, four millimeters is the, the definition, um, and I wouldn't go past four millimeters. Some bulk fills say you can fill them up to five, um, but but I like to stick to four. It's interesting to me because I'm not a restorative dentist. I'm an endodontist, retired, but how does someone know what four millimeters is? It was easy for us because we had a we had a ring on our finger that was a millimeter ruler. So yeah. we knew exactly how long our, where our rubber stop was and how does a right. restorative dentist know that they're not at five and they're at four? Well, what I like to do is I like to just have a probe next to my, to my chair, to be honest with right. you. And so I know how, you know, the average depth of a proximal box is about eight to 10 millimeters. Um, and the depth of a, of the proximal box in a class two restoration is about eight to 10 millimeters. So what I like to do is before I start filling the, the restoration up, I'll measure from the depth of the cable surface box to the, to the margin, uh, of the preparation at the, at the occlusal surface. And I'll just see, 
just get an idea of where four millimeters is. Usually that's about halfway up the interproximal box. So that's what I usually, I just usually like to get, a, it takes two seconds to get a quick idea of how deep your box is. And then you just eyeball it. It's pretty easy. Right. And if it's more than four millimeters, you're going to need two injections of this material anyway. Correct. So you'll, you'll just go ahead and, and put your four millimeters in, light cure it. And I like to light cure for about 20 seconds at a time. Um, and, and then you'll, you'll just go ahead and add another layer. Now, understand some bulk fill materials you can use all the way up to the, to the um, occlusal surface. But most bulk, bulk fill materials, you have to stop two millimeters short and then add a capping layer. Right. So, um, so, so, so again, you have to see what material you're using um, and then, you know, go from there. But it, it saves time either way, whether you're using a material that you can use, go all the way up to the, to, the, to the margins and use it as a capping layer or whether or not you have to add a capping layer with traditional composite. Uh, either way, it's, it's, it saves, it's a, it's a huge time saver. And what kind of, um, if any, what kind of treatment do you need to do to the occlusal surface of the bulk fill so that it bonds strongly to the capping layer? Uh, nothing. It's a, it's a composite, so they bond to each other. Uh, you can even mix materials with this stuff. So if I'm using, uh, you know, a dense ply composite and I'm using a VOCO um, a bulk fill, they'll match. You, you follow what I'm saying? Yeah. So let's say you, you needed eight or nine millimeters. Well, let's say you needed eight millimeters of bulk right. fill. So you, you did your second application. You put your first one in, you cure it. Then you put your Correct. second one in on top, cure it, and then you just add your capping material directly on top of it after it's cured without any treatment at all. Correct. Okay. Correct. Um, and keep your fingers crossed, basically. Um, <laughs> no, no, it's, it, this is very, this is so predictable. It's like, it's, it's not even funny. So uh, <laughs> I'm the, the one thing, the one thing that you're going to find is that you're, you get no more voids at the, in, in the proximal box. And that's our weakest link, right? We want to seal the, the area between the proximal box and the, and the, and the margin. And so what you're going to do is, is basically ensure that you're going to seal these areas. And that's the cool thing about a bulk fill material. So what happened to the days of using like a flowable, in those tough areas down in the box well it's you can still do that and basically most of these bulk fill materials are flowable um but it's a it, most of these bulk fills are very sticky so what happens is they'll flow and the minute they hit the walls or the floors of these of these uh, of these preparations they'll just they'll just kind of suck right in there and and so you're getting a, a flowable uh but you're getting a flowable that one you can cure up to four millimeters Two that goes in goes into the voids and cracks and crannies of all of these um, these these class two you know restorations and um, and so you're getting the assurance of having it be a, a nice solid foundation for your capping layer. Yeah, so there's a lot of bulk fill materials out there. How does a dentist know you know which company to buy from? Well, I, I that's a good question. For me, I, I use a lot of different materials from a lot of different companies, so I've used a lot of different bulk fill materials. Um, and they all differ. They differ uh, not not so much in the in the fact that they they're bulk fill. They they are bulk fill, but they differ in handling. And I think that's where a clinician really has to kind of feel out what it, what material they like over another material. Um, you know, I've used um, I like I've been using Grandioso uh, Extra from Voco, and it is a uh, it is a nice material because it handles so well. It's a little bit it's it's flowable, but then like I said. 
it really flows into these crannies and, and nooks. And while it's sticky, it's not so sticky that it just it, that it pulls out of the of the uh, preparation. So um, I, I also like that, that it's got a very high filler content. So it's very very hard. Some of these uh, bulk fill materials are very porous, so you'll get a lot of staining and if I have a bigger class 2 restoration uh, maybe on a bicuspid or a molar and over a year period I don't want to get a lot of staining there at the at the gingival line because it almost looks like a cavity if I get a lot of staining at that you know a class 2 cable surface margin area yeah do you need a capping material with this uh, you do you do need a capping material with it but um, but like in class fives, I'll use it for bigger class fives. And of course, because it's not an occluding area, you don't need a, a capping layer. So I'll use it in a lot of class fives. I'll use it in uh, bigger class twos, um, bigger class ones, things like that. Right. But putting the capping material on must be so fast, right? Because you just apply it and just use a, it, a carving uh, instrument or some sort of carving instrument and boom, you hit it with the light and you're done. Yeah, it, absolutely. So it's just like literally putting in because you're only putting in two millimeter that last two millimeter layer on the on the surface. You've already got a stable base, so it's not like you're pushing down into a soft material. I usually just go around with a probe um, and or you know something like that, and I'll just go around and I'll and I'll kind of create the the, the anatomy and uh, get all the excess out and make sure that my margin and that the area between my margin and my material is is flush so that there's no gaps or anything and and it works out really really well so tell us how you actually prepare the tooth for the bulk fill material there's no difference uh, I'll, I'll prepare the tooth as i'm preparing any other preparation whether it be a class two class one um class five i it doesn't matter it, it's the same thing you're you're not doing anything different other than using a material that's flowable and hard and that will uh in, in one the shrink stress in all of these materials is much lower than a regular um uh, composite so you'll get less um less uh, sensitivity you'll get less cuspal fracture um the benefits of using a bulk fill is just tremendous and and you don't have to change anything about your preparation all right and as far as the adhesive bonding agent and tell us about that whatever adhesive you like to use for a direct uh traditional composite is is just fine is there anything you prefer there or do you like to stay within the company's product line or or do you often have a favorite adhesive and then you'll you'll, you'll use that for a for almost any follow-up as far as the composite restorative materials, such as a traditional composite, a bulk fill, whatever you're doing. Every clinician is different, and and certainly um, I've been using uh, the Future Bond U, and I always say, you know, one material doesn't fit all sizes, but but this material, one size fits all, man. You can use this material in pretty much direct, indirect, uh, and it's compatible, and it's it's been my go-to adhesive uh, for a while. So um, so I really like that adhesive. Um, and it's the future of on you from Boco, you know, but the clinician can use any any adhesive they really want. Yeah, I, you've talked about future of on you in previous podcasts. So I know you really like that product. And I think it's a single dose. Uh, and as as many of the other companies have now, too. But I think future of on you is one of the first ones to come out with that single dose it's, packet. It's a pretty clever little uh, um, dispensing packet and um, again you've always got fresh chemistry and it's easy to easy to do you don't have to mix anything you don't have to drop anything it's it's very very quick and easy that's been very enlightening about bulk fills is there anything else about a bulk fill you want to tell us how, how it is specifically beneficial to the patient to the dental practice 
because um, again, we started off this podcast by saying, why wouldn't every clinician have it in their armamentarium? You know, apparently most dentists are using it. Of course, everybody wants to save time. Nobody wants to sit there and place incremental layers and light cure and more layers. And that was, again, originally done because they wanted to reduce the polymerization stress, right? Correct. Um, where, where that turned out to be not true. It's actually bulk fills are actually beneficial for that purpose. So what other benefits does it have for the patient and the dentist? Well, I mean, for obviously, you've, you've hit on a, a few of those. Um, the patient, you get less stress. You get a better restore, restorative outcome. Uh, you get less cuspal fracture. For the, for the practice, uh, I think it's time-saving. It's confidence in knowing that you've given the patient the you know, five-star dentistry that they can depend on. Um, and it's just an easy armamentarium. You, you, your assistants don't have to, you know, wonder what kind of material you're going to use next or keep handing back and forth. It's time savings. It's, you know, all along the line. I don't know why you wouldn't use a bulk fill in these kinds of situ situations. They just, they just work. Right. But, but it's primarily for posterior teeth though. Right. And class five, and class fives. And class fives, yeah. I, again, you're going to use because it's harder to get light back there, and we're so light dependent that absolutely these these uh, bulk fills are used uh, primarily on posterior class two um, MODs, DOs, MOs, things like that. I think we covered a lot on on bulk fill materials. It sounds like to me that clinicians that don't have it should certainly consider having it in their office. Yeah, you know what? You can see um, any of the products and, and more on my Instagram. Uh, it's Dr. Sam Simos, and um, or you can email me at uh, the letter C M E Smile five zero at gmail dot com. Okay, great. Well, reach out to Dr. Simos if you have any questions. Um, he's given a series of podcasts, and I think he did some podcasts with us a while back like when we first started our podcast program back in November of 2018, that was a while ago. We did. And, and you know, I will tell you, I still get people um, to emailing me from, from those podcasts. And be, I just want to say what a wonderful uh, service that you're providing uh, Dr. Klein to dentists all over the world uh, with these podcasts. They're, they're informative, they're to the point and, I don't think you can get information anywhere. I mean, Viva Learning Center, Viva Podcasts are just a, you've done a wonderful job in building a great uh, information source. Yeah, no, I appreciate you saying that. We, we are very proud of it. And it's because of KOLs like you, Dr. Simos, that, that give us that ability. So it's really on you guys um, and our listeners who are participating. We are getting close to 200,000 users. So wow. um, that's on the webinars. We have, we're doing a thousand classes views a day. A thousand classes wow. a day on Viva Learning on the webinars. Our podcasts are doing a thousand class, a thousand podcast listens per week. But we just started that in November 2018. It takes a while to get a following, but we're, we're certainly doing a, a decent job. And again, it's because of KOLs like yourself, Dr. Simos, that have given the, your time, which we really appreciate. And uh, the, it's the 15 minute snapshots that that the listeners are loving because they don't have a Absolutely. lot of time. Yeah, who has a lot of time to research the stuff, listen to a couple of these podcasts and get a feeling from different KOLs, and then you can make your own decision. We just want to present, yeah, absolutely. present various perspectives. Again, thanks again for your kind words. Good luck to you and uh, hope to have you on again soon, Dr. Simos. Thank you. I appreciate it, Dr. Klein.